Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello and welcome to Cover 2 TV. You might notice something slightly different. Uh, Jenna isn't wearing a hat. Um, I think that's probably all the things that anyone will notice. Um, yeah. We are now a podcast as well as a YouTube channel. Uh, so we hope that it sounds much better than it has sounded before. And you can um, actually hear me. That's the other hope. Or not. <laughs> um, but I'm not sure. The, the one issue I have with these microphones, and I love these microphones, is I can't read the agenda because there's a big fucking microphone between me and the agenda, uh, which is a little bit of an issue. So if you see me glancing down, YouTube viewers, um, and looking for my agenda, then apologies, that is what's happening. Um, <laughs> we can now see it. Uh, we're going to look back at some of the main talking points from week six, Jeno. Uh, no steel this week, as you can tell. Uh, we've replaced them with two microphones. Um, okay. With- same amount of hair. <laughs> um, so we're going to get into it. <laughs> we're going to look back. And first of all, you know, I want to know why you're an idiot. Right, so I'm an idiot because about two weeks ago on this show, I said the way to beat the Jaguars was to play great defense and run the ball and just keep it and keep and don't let them have a chance to score chunk plays. Um, which is right. That doesn't sound like you're an idiot. Sounds sounds perfect. And then when I was originally doing the pick him, I had the Dallas Cowboys to win. And then a shit out. Decided to go with group think, went nah, the Cowboys aren't beating the Jaguars, everyone will have the Jaguars, this will be a stupid pick, and changed it back to Jaguars, and I'm an idiot, because as we all know, the Cowboys absolutely blew them out, pretty much playing the way I said they should. Yeah, so so what you're basically telling me now, Jenna, is that y- yes, you are an idiot, but you're, you, you, you're not an idiot, idiot, you're a very clever idiot. I, no, I'm saying I'm worse. I'm saying I'm a bigger idiot for just being a fucking... Shithouse. Yeah, for being a shithouse, which is one of the things I hate the most, is a shithouse, and that's what I was. So I think that makes you a bigger idiot when you can see something and you go against yourself. Yes, I agree. You are an <laughs> idiot. Uh, and I'm an idiot because I've kind of thought the Oakland Raiders would turn this shit around. I've backed Gruden from sort of week one to week six. I did start to wonder, you know, last week whether the Raiders were actually going to do anything. This organisation, this franchise is in fucking turmoil at the moment, isn't it? I mean, Gruden didn't have the best roster in the world. He has taken the best player out of that roster and it has completely fucked it, hasn't it? Yeah, um, I, secretly I also picked the Raiders to win this game, but I just thought that might be one of those weird London games where like the team that's terrible somehow gets the win because it's in a new city or whatever. Um, no, it's... Derek Carr was playing absolutely terrible. He threw two passes over 10 yards. Two that's the, that's passes. The that is incredible. I mean, even if I was in the NFL, I would attempt to throw the ball twice more than 10 yards, and I can only throw about 12. I 
I, I would hope I can throw the ball more than twelve. It wouldn't be a tight spiral. <laughs> I'll tell you that. It, it would be. It would very. It would very much not be a pretty pass if it, I was. It'd to be throw that Conor McGregor shot put. Have you seen? Yeah, that? yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this is the thing. I mean, Melvin's talking about at the cornerback for the Raiders is how like you know they're asking him to do different things and uh, the, the the talent on that roster. Amari Cooper, talented player, two years ago he was absolutely superb. Year before that he was superb. Last year not so much. This year he doesn't look like the same player again. And you're looking at it and you're thinking, well, these experienced guys, they, they, they are experienced, but they're just old and slow, which is something that you can't be in the NFL. Um, this is what we had the warning, like me, me and Steve were going against you. You, know, you, you saw the light, you thought you'd see in the light with the Gruden, but we were saying, you're getting older and slower. That's the opposite of what you want to do in the NFL, if any sport is based on speed and youth, it's the NFL. And we're looking at something, there's players who... When when they had the big run in, was it 2016 or 15? When, Two years ago. Yeah, when Derek Carr was, just before he broke his leg, they had the best offensive line in the league. Yeah. That's not the case anymore. Um, Amari Cooper looked like a good, he was, I think he was a rookie then, he looked like a good young player who's going to, you know, step out. That's just never happened. He's just become a jag. He's barely even a number one receiver, and that's how he's playing right now. And I think by the end of the tenure, it was clear that Michael Crabtree was their best wide receiver. Mm. They got rid of him. He's now actually doing very well in Baltimore. And you're just seeing a lot of things, that a lot of the roster moves. And then there's all the blaming. Gruden seems to quickly be blaming McKenzie upstairs. You know, they're talking about taking Dedrick James, who eventually went to Chargers, and he was like, well, I couldn't take a safety because they took a safety the last two years and I wasn't allowed to. And it's kind of like, that's bollocks, isn't it, mate? Yeah, it is. And even you look at it and you start thinking to yourself, I think the rumours were that they wanted to get younger and they wanted to get faster and they wanted to get energetic and athletic when they get to Las Vegas. But the fact of the matter is, the youth that they've had, you know, high draft picks from the last two years, or like not Gruden players, he's not given them experience. So they might get young players in for when they play in Las Vegas, but these are going to be green, you know what I mean? And they're not going to have any time on the field. And at some point, what are you trying to do here? Are you going to coach up these young lads and and prove that you're a good coach? Or are you just going to keep trying to teach an old dog new tricks, which is what seems to be happening at the moment? For them to not even be there in Las Vegas anyway. I mean, he's talked about how, you know, they're not tanking this season for a high draft pick. Well, I'm sorry, it kind of looks like you are. Mm-hmm. And it kind of looks like this, that those 52 players that were left after Mac was shaded have gone, we've well, got no belief in us to win now. So what are we going to do? Yeah, um, I, I think the, the, your, this is a long-term thing. But the project with Green is a long-term. He has a 10-year deal, which is just, again, ridiculous. But um, Belichick's not even on a ten-year deal. Have you seen that website that's popped up from Oakland yeah. fans? Yeah. Amazing. So if you've not if you've not seen that, it, it's literally counting down the days until uh, <laughs> Gruden's contract is over. Yeah, but I think so. What you've got to say is judging him now. I mean, if you give him a ten-year deal, if this season's a write-off, this season's a write-off. You need to stick by it. <laughs> and see what happens. Is there improvement next year? Is there improvement the third year? I think that's the way you've got to look at this with Gruden because this year he's basically blown up the whole roster. Mm. He's trying to take over control of everything from the front office down, which, again, if you're going to give a guy a 10-year contract, you've basically said that's what we're willing to do for you. So I think that's the way they've got to go and you've got to accept that this season's going to be a wash. There's nothing... that There's nothing in that team where you go, I like that. There's not like a young... Defensive back. Derek Carr like would be the only one there push. who you'd think to yourself, at least he's got, at least he's got the quarterback, and he's not playing. You know, Gruden's supposed to be an offensive guru. 
he's looking like a dinosaur at the moment. You know, he's not been able to get lads down the field, as you mentioned. Cars are throwing all these dink and dunk routes and short routes for five, six yards, and they're not getting the running game. Marshawn Lynch is, is injured at the moment. And one of the issues you mentioned it earlier, Geno, for me, is that O-line. And who's the offensive line coach? Tom Cable. <laughs> and where was he last year? The Seattle Seahawks. And how was their O-line last year? Well, it was fucking shit. <laughs> it was one of those things, wasn't it? They always said, oh, our O-line's terrible. Tom Cable's working wonders with that O-line for it to be even be this good. It's like, no. His job's to make that O-line play well. <laughs> He's the reason. That's why, the, look at the Seahawks' offensive line this year. It's actually much better. Seahawks are starting to actually run the ball against something we haven't seen since Marshall Lynch was in the Seahawks' uniform. So, again, Tom Cable. Looks like a bust, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so there we go. That's we've, we've talked a little bit about it, and obviously the Seahawks beat them uh, 27-3, and it wasn't they didn't get a field goal until the last quarter. It was a pathetic attempt at coming over here and showing how to play NFL by uh, the Oakland Ra- Raiders and John Gruden. Uh, next, we're going to come on to one of your topics, and you wanted to talk... I think everybody wants to talk about the Patriots and the Chiefs. This game was maybe the AFC Championship game, uh, you know, a, a precursor to that. Fuck me, did it live up to the bill and like... Yeah, it was a great game. I think it's it's a game where... You, you went a bit Stephen Gerrard on that <laughs> then. Yeah, you know, great yeah, game. Yeah, um, it's a great game. Oh, that's a bad <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. That's a bad... That, that, you know what that was? That wasn't Stephen Gerrard. That was Darren Farley. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Darren Farley, <laughs> Stephen yeah. Gerrard. But yeah, uh, no, what happened was we've seen two good teams going out. I think we've all established now defence isn't a thing in the NFL. Like, the worst thing that happened in that game was to them to throw 70 yards to Tyree Hill to just have that bomb. Because it was like... Thanks, lads. That means we get the ball back and we can just milk this clock and we will win this game. I think everyone felt like, like that when the three minutes come, Brady's got the ball that there's only one winner here. So I think when you look at this game, you've got to break it down to the three defensive plays made. So you had the two picks, mm. one by um, Dante Hazard and the other one by, I think it might have been Harmon, but don't quote me on that. And then Tom Brady's fumble. I think that two beat the one. That's kind of how it went. And I don't know why Tom Brady was dancing around in a pocket for like 10 minutes. Just throw it away, mate. This is why you... That's what you normally do. I don't know why you did it. Yeah, this is like, you're usually the best at just going, not here. I'd throw it away. Like, usually you tell I just kept running around the pocket and I was like, oh, no. Oh, and then he fumbled it. But um, I say, I think the difference was the two interceptions early in the game and that keeping it to field goals early. Yeah, I think, you know, you look at it and, and the Patriots stormed out to a, a good lead on the Chiefs. And the one for me was that that Hightower interception because that's Belichick's scheme doing a young quarterback. And I think they are the 24 and now against quarterbacks of Foxborough who were under the age of 25. Something ridiculous like that. I mean, Belichick knows how to beat rookies and, and you know, first year starters and stuff. But that Hightower one, what impressed me is he told me that he was doing a blitz because he goes in and then you lose him and then he comes out and both picks I think I'm right in saying were on routes to uh, Travis Kelsey plays that were going to Travis Kelsey um, uh, I, yeah, I, think I, think, so. I think they both were and I think that's probably something that you know Belichick's looked to try and try and do as well well obviously I think looking at what the Patriots scheme was it was take away Kelsey take away Tyreek Hill yeah. now taking away Kelsey worked taking away Tyreek Hill in the first half did and the second half didn't he just went off because he was just running past people he's just he's that fast it's what can you do kind of thing and um, I think schematically that's what we do going for because I think what Patriots want you to do and there's listen to Willie McGinnis talk about this it's don't give up big plays which we all know about and it's say can you go 10-11 plays down the field mm. and what we found in the first half is they could but they couldn't get in the end zone yeah. second half 
we were getting burnt by those chunk plays. Those chunk plays were happening more and more and more, and that was why I was worried, and that's why suddenly it had that big swing where Patriots went from being massively out in front to suddenly we were level, and it was just going to be who has the ball at the end. Yeah, and it and quite often comes down to it, but it, you'd always feel like Belichick puts his team into position so that it is them that has the ball. And, and you know, it's mad the way that it works out so often mm. that he ends up with the ball with a couple of minutes to go and you think, well, that's this is the GOAT about to do GOAT-ish things. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't use that lightly. Tom Brady is... By far and away the greatest of all time. Yeah. Like you know, there are there are no other goats. Yeah. When it comes to, when well, it comes that, to the NFL, it. I, I, it annoys me when people start using well, is he the goat? Is he the goat? There's only one goat. There can only be one. It literally means the greatest of all time. It means the ultimate. And we know it's Brady. And it's not because he's the most physically talented quarterback of all time. Because we might be going on to him in a minute. But it's the other side of the NFL. It's no one to check it down. It's no one's situational football. It's no one how to eat the clock and eat the clock until you've only got to then run slightly to the left just so good scouts gets it on the right hash mark. It's just no one has situational football and being able to read defences. He doesn't do it in the way Peyton Manning does because it's not as much um, showmanship, which Manning used to admit was showmanship just to try and confuse the defence. But he reads the defence better than anyone else that's yeah. ever been in the league. And then it's that idea of, I've never beaten Well, he's literally seen everything now, yeah. hasn't he? He's in a position where he's talked himself on the Peter King podcast a year ago of, why would I quit now? There's nothing you can show me that I've not seen. Yeah. Uh, my body's still working. That's usually what you, you hear old quarterbacks talk about. It's, I could see everything, but my body just couldn't do it anymore. Whereas Brady, you know, he's worked hard on his body to make sure that his body still can do it. And that's where we're at. And let's, let's talk a little bit about Pat Mahomes then. And, and you know, you mentioned it before. I think... Belichick did scheme him particularly well first half. He was held for 14 of 23, 164 yards, two interceptions, a quarterback rating of 46.3. Second half, though, Mahomes, that offence, really got a grip on what Belichick was doing to them. Um, turned it around, nine for 13, 188 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Second half, quarterback rating of 151.4. And you could see almost the respect that Brady gave Mahomes after the game. I mean, Brady may have sprinted the most he ever sprinted <laughs> just to go and speak to Mahomes. Yeah, um, I think I think we're all we're all quite all in on Mahomes. He's actually showing everything you want. He's a bit of a gunslinger, but he's got that. He's, and that second interception yeah. was probably a little bit something that he learned from throwing it yeah. back across the field. But like it's the way he, he extends the play and he's fans and people. And again, you're in Andy Reid's offense. Andy Reid's offense makes most QBs look very very good. It even made Michael Vick look good. And that's saying something when you're talking about throwing the ball. Um, and I think we all think that Patrick Mahomes could be the next star of the NFL. You know, Brady is 41. Rodgers is like 36, 36. Rodgers getting up in age, but he's just 40. I think everyone's now ready. Been waiting for who's going to be the next superstar. It's not quite going to be Andrew Luck because he's just not that type of person. So I think everyone's ready to crown Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> I've been massively impressed with him. I, I really have. Like, I, th I just think that this and the weapons that he's got make it so much easier. I mean, Hunt went for about 185 scrimmage yards. That is what I'd say. The schematically thing was they got Hunt much more involved. And once they got Hunt much more involved, then you can't take. Then that takes someone out of the um, safety help, and then that brings someone down. That's when Kelsey started running away from people. Mm. It was that bringing Hunt because he just got too many weapons for you to take them all away. It's like, you can make them play left-handed, 
But we've seen Mahomes throw touchdown passes yeah, with his, his left, left hand. hand so yeah. <laughs> like, it's not that when you've got that many players, it's hard to um, completely take everything. And, and you look at it, and I, I wonder whether the game gone slightly differently. So I've got the quarter scores in front of me here. Um, you know, the Patriots get 10 in the first quarter, to the Chiefs <laughs> 6. The Patriots get 14 in the second quarter, the Chiefs 3. Now, I think if I remember, I, look at, I was looking at the rushing yards and Hunt didn't have a lot of attempts. He was at, he was rushing for about, on average, about eight yards an attempt. Maybe you're talking nine rushing attempts. Had they not fallen behind earlier, I do feel it could have been a completely different game because Reed could have leaned on Hunt a little bit more. But Patriots did what they needed to do, and they need and they got it into passing situations for the Chiefs. And they and you have to because ultimately you kind of have to bank on Brady scoring touchdowns because that's what he's done his entire career, isn't it? Yeah, um, offensively, like you can, they can try and try and kill the clock against the Patriots. And I think that's probably the way we talk about how to beat the Patriots. That's why the, that's how the Jaguars done it. They just kept killing the clock and not let. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Brady on the field, and Brady based, and that's what the Patriots basically did to them. Yeah. And so, in this NFL, we might actually look again more about is scoring as quickly as possible the right thing? Because it's, kill, it's killing your game plan. By the fact of just giving them ball back and then they're just going to march down the field slowly and methodically to eat and all the clock and that's kind of what happens in this game so i'm not sure i, I think they're going to look at more hunt if if we play them in the playoffs i think they're going to run use a lot more of hunt because i think that's really what opened the game up and it was interesting again when i was listening to william mcginnis he was saying that was the play that pages needs to stop they said he said you know you need to take hunt and tidy kill away whereas the pages went for kelsey and hill so it's quite interesting what the adjustments would be if they lent more on Hunt. Yeah, I do think it would be maybe a different game, but again, you know, you've got to get the first score in that regard. Um, if if the Patriots march down the field and score a touchdown, you've either got to stick with it, and they were in a position where they weren't able to do that. So we'll move on to your next topic then, um, and it's Giants Eagles, and go on. Well, let, let let let's you talk about it first of all. The Eagles smashed the Giants by thirty-four. Yeah, to this was another one. Why I'm idiot. I thought the um, Giants might show something this game, but this isn't really more. This more the Giants as a franchise, and 
it's come out this week that the Giants owner, um, is it Mora, has mm. been blaming Odell Beckham, saying you know, he needs to be more of a leader. We've paid him all this money. He, he's not doing things we want to do. And he's put a lot of blame on Odell Beckham. And it's like, are you missing the big black hole that is your offense? Because it's coming from your quarterback. Your quarterback can't throw the ball. I know people saying the offensive line is terrible. When your quarterback wants to run nine yards backwards and he's not willing to step up in the pocket and allow pass rushes to run behind him and get moved away by your tackles, they've got no chance. The whole problem is you decided this season to take Saquon Barkley, which, fine, Saquon Barkley is incredible. So if you think of maybe you get a QB next year when there's going to be less QB needy teams so you don't have to panic as much, that makes sense if that's your long-term thinking. But for you to then try and blame it on Odell Beckham's crybaby attitude, which he has, I'm not defending Odell Beckham's attitude. It annoys me like it annoys everyone else in the NFL. But that's not the reason why your team isn't winning. No, Your I, team isn't winning because you're hamstrung by the quarterback who was clearly finished. Yeah, I mean, you know, you did say, started the season, that Nate Solder wouldn't solve that pass rush. You know, you said he was a good running blocker and stuff like that. But for me, everything that when the Giants get going, everything's going through Beckham. And, and, and I don't mean... Every pass is going to Odell Beckham and he's getting all of the yards. What I mean by that is if Odell Beckham scores a touchdown, it lifts everybody. But he's not a leader in the same way as, like, he's not your natural leader, is he? But when he's when he's firing and he's involved in the game, everybody's levels kind of come up. But I do think you're right. I think, you know, Eli Manning's play this season, last season, it's been particularly poor. But this season, he looks like even a shadow of what he was last season. And he's got one of the best running backs. And he's maybe a top three running back. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe let's say top five. He's got one of the best. He's got one of the top five wide receivers as well. He's got the weapons, and and I I I don't think Sherlin Shepard's a bad player, by the way. No. I think he's a good, he's a great wide receiver, not great. He's a good wide receiver number he's, two. He's a very good number two. I think you look at it up. You look at it in a league where look what Andrew Luck's got around him. Andrew Luck's got no almost Bin nothing. Men. Got a shoulder that's hanging off. Yeah, he's still throwing for four hundred yards a game. It's a league where defenses can't stop anyone hmm. except they can stop the Giants. And the reason why you can stop the Giants is because Eli Manning is not willing to throw it downfield. Um, the weapons are there. With those weapons, I mean, you're going to say Quan Barkley, I mentioned to you, he's like a boxer, he's like a Ricky Hatton. He'll take two negative plays because he knows he's going to bust for 90 yards and absolutely take over the game. That's who you've got as your running back. I don't think the offensive line is bad at blocking, at, at run, run block. blocking. I don't think it's just not going to pass block, which is what Nate Solder is, which is what, you know, I try to warn people. Um, but the, when you, I'm got a quarterback who can control the game and who does not have the does not seem to want or have the ability to stay in the pocket and actually step up into the pocket and let this offensive line protect them. You don't have a chance in the NFL. You can't win that way. I don't think. And trying to stick by the quarterback, I think we're seeing more and more why he got benched for Geno Smith. That wasn't a, Geno Smith was outperforming them. That's why they benched him. It was just everyone knew Geno Smith wasn't a viable quarterback mm. either. So I think you, that's the black hole. I, I think Odell Beckham, because he's the superstar, seems to get too much blame. I think it's too easy to blame the guy who's very flash, very showman. But overall, well, he doesn't have yeah. the ball every play. Yeah, and there's one guy that does. Yeah, and that's Eli Manning, and and maybe we should all be looking at that a little bit more. And you know, I I, I know Pat Shermer well from the you know the la- last year, and he managed to get three quarterbacks over the last couple of years playing to a high level. 
three quarters backs who hadn't the skill set of a of a, of a peak Eli Manning as well. Like uh, I'm surprised that offense just it's not there yet. It's not there yet, and there's one reason why, and I think he is standing in the middle of it all. Um, I'll tell you who's got a great quarterback. What a shit segue. Uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, and Green, the Green Bay Packers, even shitter when you say his name rather than the team. The Green Bay Packers, Chris, mm. have a great quarterback and his name is Aaron Rodgers. But, listen, I know he is probably one of the top performing quarterbacks in this league, you know. But in that game against the San Francisco 49ers, not enough has been said for me about how terrible the 49ers defended that last drive. I mean, it was pathetic. It's just, why aren't you playing balanced defence? The, the one thing you need to be telling your defence at that time is do not let them get out of bounds. And they were catching it with no one near them to out of bounds. And we talk about their um, Packers wide receivers, they're all good, but they're not that great at separation. But they were having like three yards of separation to be able to catch it and step out of bounds. It was an abysmal defence. Yeah, 19 seconds left. They got two They got two plays off. Got about 30 yard, 30 yard yards out of it in eight seconds. Now, if you line your, you know, you do what you want and, you know, what everybody thinks that should have been done and what Robert Salah's defence should have done, and that is protect those boundaries, then they may not, may not get another playoff. Or you might, I don't know, what did they say? It's about 16 seconds to get your field goal team on. Can if you keep them inside, can they get off after nine with nineteen ticks left on the clock, no timeouts? Can they get a playoff down the middle and get the field goal team on and get it kicked off before the play clock's done? I don't think they can. And Mason Crosby, it was difficult with the you know the the pressures of last week. Anyway, he stepped up in this game, Mason Crosby, and was absolutely superb in it. And he obviously kicks the the winning field goal, but rushing on Mason Crosby after that last week and he's you know got about three seconds or something he misses that kick anyway I even th- if they get it off I think there's an argument for that I think the argument of you're adding so much pressure because he's only got so little time because again you're trying to get there spike it run the field goal it's a very difficult thing to do I just don't understand the defence of allowing this to happen. It made no sense to me. I mean, we're not talking... No one's talking about 49ers being the um, Baltimore Ravens defence. But this was simple situational football of you can't let them... It was a three catches in a row where they Mm. went out of bounds. You can't let that happen. You just can't. And, I mean, I don't want to get away from Rodgers because I've said... He took what the defence gave him. Yeah, he took what the <laughs> you know, that's what the great quarterbacks what the do. Gave him, and also, as I said, he's probably the most physically talented quarterback I've ever seen. I mean, even in that first play, that got all the junkyards, which was just a run up the gut for like um, thirty or twenty yard, twenty yeah. yards. You know what I mean? His hamstring looks fine. Um, that he's a, no one, no other quarterback at the top quarterbacks I think can do that because I think the top ones are Brady and Breeze. I don't think any of them can do that except Rogers. But you can't let you just you have to play defense that keeps people in bounds, make a tackle in the center field, and then make them have to try and get on the pitch and kick a rush field goal. Which Mason, you never know what Mason Crosby's mental state's gonna be because we know kickers are all mental. Most of them, if you just line them up and said to them, boot it for 50 yards because you just keep yeah, doing it consistently, but it's that coming on the pitch, having to get, make sure the snaps right, things right, and then you get that one shot at it. It's not like the uh, they have to hit four or five to get one chance. If you make that in a rush situation, 
he's much less likely to be able to hit that than when he's got all the time in the world because you've allowed them to get out of bounds. That's it. Like, and, and, and listen, uh, you know, I thought Shanahan called a, a great game for the most part, but when it got down to the fourth quarter, it was about a minute left in the game. It's second and three. You've been running for about eight yards, a, a, a rushing attempt. They've not been able to stop your run in any way, shape or form and you throw it on second and three incomplete. That baffled me. And then you'd end up having to throw it on third and three because of that, even though I don't think you do. And then the in- incompletion comes from Bethard where he's just underthrown the ball. Like. Yeah, um, that was another thing. As Why are you going deep there? Why are you throwing on third and three? Why were you throwing it deep? That that didn't make sense to me. Just take the... the most defences will give you the three-yard pass or maybe the two-yard pass and you need to just spin round and dive for it. That seems to be the play to go for. I didn't get why they took a shot then. That just didn't no. make sense it, to me. No, it, it's mad because, yeah, you're looking at probably, I don't know, a minute and a half left, something like that. What's the, what's the end game here? You score, you've just given the best quarterback in the league, give or take, a little a, a minute and a half to go you, down the field and score again. You've got the timeouts. Yeah, so you've got you, the timeouts. You, you, you've got the ball. You milk the clock and slowly get up the field. And get a field goal. Yeah. And you're done. That's so I didn't get that. I didn't get why. Um, I mean, the second was just a bad pass play. I mean, I'm not. I don't really like going. Oh, he should have run it. He should have passed it. I think they should have run it at least one of those two attempts. But I don't really like second guessing that because we've seen what Kyle Shanahan is, and he goes for it. If he believes that he can beat you passing, he will beat you passing. Especially if the running games maybe stop working or anything like that. But don't be going. Don't be taking your shot on third and three. Take your shot on second down. Mm. Third down. Just make sure you get that third down, so that Rogers doesn't have any time to come back. And that's it for me. It was absolutely mental. So they're the, they're the main topics of the week. We'll get into our weekly pick on now. I'm just going to get it up on my phone. Um, there is one person that needs to do a dance this week who happens to not be here. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, see, we, we've all owned up to it and we've done our dances. I tried to do some kind of a handstand dance last week. Yeah, I, I did. I watched. <laughs> <laughs> I was not sure what you were doing. <laughs> I don't really know if it was a dance, but I went for it. And you've got to own this shit. Ask Beyonce. Um, so you I did nearly kill Steve. Yeah, I, I didn't see his face and I didn't watch it back. I will watch that back to see what his face was like. I can imagine there was confusion. Um, <laughs> a bit of sexual attraction. Oh, you think? <laughs> Poor lad, nearly got fucking ran over by my ass. Um, so we're going to get into it. Week seven starts with a great game uh, on Fox uh, Friday morning, one twenty a.m. for us. Uh, I probably won't be staying up for this one. It's the Broncos at the Cardinals. Um, two and four Broncos, one and five Cardinals. I'll go first. I'm going to pick the Broncos because uh, the Cardinals are shit. I'm going to pick the Cardinals because they're at home. That's it. When two shit teams play at home, that's it. And maybe you get a bit of um, Rosen, Rosen going, you should have picked me instead of Bradley Chubb. Like, you need a quarterback, Case Keenum shit. Or maybe they'll swap and take, put in Kelly, which I think is what everyone kind of wants, just to see what he is. But that's it. Just maybe Rosen kind of has that game of, you should have taken me, you desperately need the quarterback and turn it down. Interesting. Okay. Um Tennessee Titans three and three at the four and two LA Chargers. We're on a bit of a march at the moment. I'm gonna go Chargers. I'm done with the Titans. I, 
yeah, just charge. Charge is actually playing very well. They're running the ball excellently. Melvin Gordon and Eckler. The two of them together are probably they're the getting, best. They're actually duo. getting more yards than Kamara and Ingram did last year, which is something to look out for. And also Williams just catching above seven Brown players, just catching off the head. That was an incredible play. Chargers are quietly being quite good. However, they have just beat really bad teams, so I'm not. We're not totally sure. I just don't. Yet. I just don't think the Titans can stop that running attack. To be honest with you, I mean, I've got. Gordon in one of my uh, fantasy leagues my word I mean the value I got out of that pick I mean I probably got him top end of the second round something like that and the points that he's racking up for me this season has been amazing and I picked up Eckler in about the seventh round in another one or something like that and he's getting points every single week for me it's been fantastic actually in fact this week was probably the first time in about two years where all three of my fantasy teams won on the same week I haven't really paid much attention to the fantasy this year and what are you doing in the cover two one I know what you did three weeks ago you got snotted by me and then the right. week after I snotted Steve oh, it was a very satisfying <laughs> I, two I, weeks I, I'm about, I don't know I'm middle of the road in that in one of the ones I used to care about I'm last I've lost every game Delvin Cook just hasn't worked out for no. me <laughs> has not there's a lot of people who I had big expectations for and none of them worked and I've can't there's been times when I've just forgot like I didn't even notice um, I had Evan Ingram who's been injured, injured since like week one or whatever so I just haven't paid any attention once I won that league that was it then you were done with just, it. I just rested on my levels absolute <laughs> <laughs> what's that when you win the Super Bowl and you just fucking shit the next season yeah Super Bowl hangover a Super Bowl hangover that's what Jenna was <laughs> adding fantasy football I didn't know it could go, it goes to this level of the sport <laughs> it, but it, it does it goes high it goes two years now <laughs> <laughs> amazing um, so um, interesting game actually for you because it's your Patriots at four and two versus the Chicago Bears who are now three and two and heading up our division um, with well, the best defence in our division probably at the moment anyway. You know, the Vikings' defence hasn't quite been there. Um, do you think they can beat the Patriots with Trubisky at quarterback? I, I think they could. I think they got the defence to beat the Patriots. I don't think they will because I think, again, I don't think any of us are convinced by Trubisky. I mean, even when he threw the six touchdowns, most of them were shuffle passes. They were half a yard throws. I don't see him being able to do that against the Patriots. Can the Patriots stop their running game? Because this is two young rookies who look bloody good at the moment. I, I, I'm i not sure. I just think, I don't think they can, I don't think, I think red zone offense is what wins games. I don't think their red zone F1 offense is going to be good enough. I think there's going to be a lot more field goals and where Patriots get touchdowns. Over under? What would you give Patriots? I, I, I think we'll win by seven. Seven, okay. Uh, I'm picking Patriots as well. Um, I think that I, I, I'm back on the maybe to risk he's going to be good train. I, I, I stepped off, <sighs> uh, picked up the next one when I came into the station and I'm back on it after a week. Um, I like this young, I like this young bear side, to be honest with you. I, you know, the defence is fucking tremendous, which I always love good defences. And the offence has got some decent little parts there I, to I start and build on. It's a much better team than I expected. I didn't expect anything from them. And then suddenly they just getting that clear mark. It stopped them from having a good defence and started having a great defence by today's NFL standards. I think that's the difference. They had that absolute, they took that blue chip player, which has just raised everyone around them because now there's someone that offences need to worry about. Mm. Let's have a conversation about the defences. I think, you know, we, we kind of scared around it in the first part of the show, Geno, but. There's not many good ones this time around. Is the the Bears are probably looking like the best defense in the league. The Ravens are the best. The defense. Ravens, sorry, oh yeah, I'd forgotten about the Ravens. Of course, they are. Um, other than that, I think probably um, there's probably about on 
points per game, about three, four points difference between the Ravens and someone like the Bears as well. There's a huge yeah. gap between one and two there. It's basically, I think, I don't think it's the, I think it's the Cowboys are actually number two, not the Bears. But I th- we're seeing this is what the rules have wanted. But when you listen to someone like um, like Taylor talking, he always talked about how NFL defenses don't really come together until after October. They don't come together until after all the films out there. All right, do you know what this is? Do you know what this look now is a um, fly sweep? Do you know oh, what this Maurice is? Jones drew this was, I think, rather than like Taylor. At least I've heard Maurice Jones drew say it. But they are mates, and they're yeah. on the same podcast, so maybe. Well, they used to be. I right, Taylor's disappeared because of. Thankfully, he wasn't really good. I no, I, I liked him. Then found out what he. Then you found out what he's like as a person, and you know, sadly, that's a lot of people, and there's not much to do about that. Um, yeah, but he's he's talking about it, and I think as well, William again starts up the Patriots' defense, and he just says. It's just red zone defense and don't give up big plays. They, the belief was always that quarterbacks can't go ten <laughs> plays down the field mm-hmm. and not make a mistake by fumbling or getting it picked off, and that's the kind of way the defense has gone in the NFL now. I think we all just need to get used to it. I don't think it's going to change. I, I'm not sure it's it's quite as much of an epidemic as this season has shown us so far. I do think there are a couple of these. I think the Vikings defense has still got the ability to step up. Uh, I think Jacksonville Jaguars defense has still got the ability to step up and prove. Then they're not going to get to the levels maybe of last season, certainly not in points per game because that's just been fucked for the Jaguars and, and, and the Vikings early on in the season. But I do feel like, you know, week eight comes along exactly what Ike Taylor and Jones Drew have talked about in the past where they've seen everything, as, as you say, and they'll start to step up and... Once that once that's all on tape, they'll get better and they'll get stronger. And then, in fact, I was definitely listening to uh, Maurice Jones do talking about it because he he made a really great point. And sorry to reiterate something somebody else has said, but he was talking about the weather makes a big difference as well. And when it starts to get cold in a lot of these states around America then it makes it harder to throw the football first and foremost, which you start to see these running games getting going and the good run stoppers start to get involved. And it's going to be a little bit different, I think he was saying, for someone like the LA Rams where the sun's shining fucking 365 days a year. But in other cold places, and you know, non, non and domes obviously don't count in this as well, it does get more difficult yeah. for offences. This is what we've always talked about, why... Um seems like the Chargers have never been Super Bowl contenders because when they get sent outside over onto the east, they tend to lose because they can't handle the weather because, like, the uh, Coriel offense doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Dan Fouts couldn't just run, throw the ball around the world because it's not necessarily the cold, it's the wind. Yeah. Wind's what stops them being able to really get that nice tight spiral on the ball or absolute heavy rain so the ball starts sinking or deflating. <laughs> Okay, um, so we'll move on then. Bills at the Colts, two and four Bills, one and five Colts. Where are you going with this one, Jan? I'm going Colts. I think I have two. Andrew looks playing a lot better than what you people considering his, considering his options. He's doing very well. He's changed his game. He's not, you know, he's not going to throw forty yard passes anymore. But that offense is starting to starting to motor a little bit, isn't it's, it? It's starting to go. I think the defense isn't as bad as it's usually we you know, say with the Colts and this Bills team are just I think the garbage. I know they've won two games, they'll probably win a few more, but I still think the garbage. Okay. Um Texans at Jaguars both three and three. Texans sorry, Jaguars have, have been 
absolutely snotted two games on the bounce. In both of those games, they've got away from the running game. And the running game's not as good as it normally would be because Leonard Fournette's not there, although actually that might be incorrect at the same yeah. time. Um, but when teams are forcing Blake Bortles to throw the football, Blake Bortles has been making mistakes and this Jaguars team hasn't ticked. They need to stop early and score early and they are built for protecting a lead and that's what the Jaguars haven't been able to do. All that being said, where are you going with this one? I'm still going Jaguars because I know I've just said the way to beat them is good defence and running the ball. That's where I'm not sure the Texans are very good at running the ball. That's where I'm, so I'm still going Jaguars because I believe in them. But, this game could be three all. I mean, <laughs> just like the records going into it. Um, I um I, I struggled with this one, and I, I've I've initially picked the Houston Texans. I'm not going to be a shit house. I'm going to stick with my pick of the Houston Texans and nearly shit house it then. Yeah. Um, Detroit at Miami. Detroit. I, I don't rate Miami at all. And but what about what a great performance from their quarterback last week? You believe in him, Brock? I don't believe in Brock Ross, rather. No. I mean, to be fair, he's playing better than what Tannehill did. I mean, against the Patriots, when he came in, he played better than Tannehill. So, but I think the Lions have got two really good wins. They beat the Packers and the Patriots. So, are they a good, bad team? Are they a bad, good team? Are they just a bad team who just situationally was right for two teams in the league? I don't know. But I just believe in them more than I believe in the Dolphins. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if you can... I don't know if I can truly... If, if Brock Osweiler, I can't, I can't back Brock Osweiler. Basically, is where I'm going with this yeah. one. So I'm going to go with the Lions. I am going to back my Vikings over the New York Jets because uh, we're better than they are. Yeah, that's. I'm going to back the Vikings <laughs> as well. Um, Panthers at Eagles. Who's at home? Eagles. Oh, that's, that's a tough game. That um, I'm going to go Eagles because they're at home, but. I'm not even in my voice. You can tell I'm just not confident by that pick. Yeah, I think I think I'm right in saying the Panthers are coming off a bye week, are they? No, they just they got beat by um, Washington Redskins. Oh yeah, they did. Apologies. Yeah, um, I've got yeah. Oh, fucking hell, I'm on I'm on Phillips.co.uk. Bloody <laughs> shit advert on this pick, man. They just take that off the screen off yet? Yeah, yeah they've, it's they've like nice one, mate. Changed it again so they can do that. So our NFL, you've made it much more unusual. Uh, so I've gone Eagles. I've backed the home team, although I'm going to change that. I'm going to back the Browns at the Buccaneers. No, I'm not, because James Winston's boss. I'm going to pick the Buccaneers over the Browns. Do you want to say that again? I was going to... I'm not no. going to say the boss thing again. I was, yeah, that was, that was what I wanted. Like, James Winston's boss? Are, he's, we, are we sure? He's not boss, but he's good enough to beat the Browns, I'm going to say. I'm, so, I'm, I'm going Browns. Okay. Saints are going to beat the Ravens. Have that at Ravens. That's another hard one. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Ravens because it's outside. Okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to go the, the 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 Saints because we don't know what Saints offense is going to turn up, and if we don't know what Saints offense is going to turn up, I don't think Baltimore know what Saints offense is going to turn up. And what I mean by that is we saw last week Ingram return and Kamara basically giving the night off. Hmm. Um, they've got so many fucking weapons The Breeze can throw the ball every play if he needs to Ingram can run the ball Kamara can run the ball Kamara can catch the ball at the backfield I just think there's too many weapons there for the team to stop even if you are the best defence in the league Yeah, um, I, again 
I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints win this game. I, I had Saints going to the NFC Championship, and I'm pretty confident in that pick. Okay. Um, Dallas Cowboys at the Washington Redskins, 3-3 three three versus 3-2. Three Washington Redskins. They're just a mediocre team who will beat bad teams, and they'll just catch teams off guard because people aren't paying attention to them, but then they'll also get smacked by other teams. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've picked exactly the same. Uh, I've picked the Rams to go 7-0 and over the 49ers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is an interesting one. The 4-2 and two Bengals versus the 5-1 and one Chiefs at the Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs. I'm sick of the Bengals. Again, the one time I went, all right, I'll be in on the Bengals this time. They go and play the Steelers and they get beat and they just remind me that they can't beat any big teams, that they are terrible. And people blame Andy Dalton, but he executed two perfect two-minute drills. Who are you blaming? Um, I wonder... You've never blamed this man before, have you, Geno? Well, Vontas Perfect, you can blame him. Yeah, you can. You, you know. And then the guy who lets Vontas Perfect do Vontas Perfect things, Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis. Yeah. This is why this team's just stuck in mediocrity, because they've got a mediocre coach. Okay. Uh, I've backed the Chiefs as well. And then uh, I think this one's probably quite easy as well. Uh, New York Giants at the Atlanta Falcons. The 2 and 4 Falcons. The best 2 and 4 team in the league, maybe? The best. Offensive two and fourteen in the league, they probably got the worst defense in the league. Maybe still about million injuries. Yeah, so I mean, who else is getting injured this week? But I'm still going the Falcons. I, I just the better than the Giants. Yeah, I agree with that one. Um, so yeah, get involved if you're not involved. If you can get involved in the weekly pick'em, of course. Uh, we're not doing very well this season. No, I think <laughs> me, I've, and, me and you were like top three last season, and this season we're second. Um, I'm like 17th or something I'm no, like 100 odd points behind somebody page. <laughs> I think oh, we are terrible <laughs> although more people have got in the league we may have got a false sense of security last season because there was about 6 of us and then <laughs> the fact that we were like number 2 and 3 there was definitely like there was like there was think, 2 pages last year yeah there was, and now I think there's 3 so there's next to page well I suppose that's it we just got just 10 new people down. who were better than us where's Harshall doing <laughs> did Harshall win it last year no, he didn't. It was someone. It was Lee. Lee, Lee Reynolds. Maybe? Harshall, Harshall fell off, and then this season I had luck for him. It's not good, is it, mate, Harshall? Where you going, love? Where you going? What's going on? I, I, I am looking at you, mate, and you like third page. Third page, yeah. Third page prick. Only, only mention. I was just literally the only person that comments on every video. Don't, 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 don't leave us, mate. Um, and, and just because we're doing it as a podcast, please, please still comment on the video. Um, and and, and you'll know, rate the podcast as well. Of course, if you can five star rate it on iTunes, that will help us, you know, break the top ten thousand um, podcasts. Which I'm sure that this, that this is about the level of this podcast at the moment. Uh, but it has been enjoyable. It hasn't been too in your face, has it, Jenna? Have you enjoyed using the new mics? Um, yeah, I think people will actually hear me for once. I Probably good, or, or maybe not. <laughs> Who knows? Don't forget to like the video if you watch it on YouTube. Please uh, get involved, share it on your social pages, channels, whatever. You know what I mean? Like it, just subscribe. force your mate to watch it. There you go. Force your mate to watch it. Sounds. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Ta-da. Hmm. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.